The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Roster brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, December 26th, here to recap our Christmas Day picks and action that we saw yesterday. And, of course, get into the betting card here on Monday. But coming off a clean sweep 6-0 and between myself and... Terrell and Delante, but joining me here to recap everything and get into the betting card for the Monday games. You guys know him as the superstar of the show. It's the villain Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how's it going, my man? Man, 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 man. I'm telling you, sometimes when you when you on fire, you just on fire. Like sometimes when you got it, you just got it. And the fact that the only pick we missed was Dallas, I feel comfortable with that. I'm comfortable not laying set eight points with Dallas at home. I'm perfectly fine with that. No issue with me there. So, yeah, absolute destruction on the books for us on this podcast. I hope everybody cashed. And, man, I'm telling you that remember Christmas. Watch what the Grizzlies do after this Christmas game. This is the game that's going to propel them to the NBA Finals. I'm telling you right now. That was the game that's going to propel them to the NBA Finals. Look, it just took a 51-point quarter from Dallas Mavericks to uh, not get us the clean sweep and all the picks that we did give out outside of our lock and dog. But yeah, um, great action last night. Well, yeah, we'll touch on the Memphis game. They just got absolutely embarrassed yesterday. That, that was a fun game to watch. Uh, but also joining us here to break down the Monday card. It's the newest co-host on the NBA Gambling Podcast. He's not new anymore. It's Delonte <laughs> Smith. Delonte, what's going on, my man? Uh What's up, man? Just doing pretty good. Uh, glad we got some winners uh, yesterday. Uh, some good action. Uh, yeah, that 51-point quarter from Dallas kind of ruined everything uh, <laughs> as far as sweeping. But uh, seeing it well, everybody's seeing it well. Uh, pretty much can um, guarantee that we all won't go 6-0 and that much. But hopefully we can. It's just, you know, law of averages. But uh, ready to put that behind us and get back to some new winners. Yeah, it's only a fitting day that it was Christmas Day where we went yeah. six and zero. So hopefully we put some extra cash in uh, people's pockets on Christmas Day. But um, yeah, let's briefly touch on what we saw yesterday, and then we'll get into the games here for uh, the Monday schedule. And we'll start right there with that Memphis game uh, that we were just talking about between the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies. I think you know we hit the nan- handicap right on the head. Terrell, you mentioned it, man. I mean that this was a it, the spot where Memphis probably wouldn't or didn't show up. And I think that's what we said on the podcast when we did the uh, breakdown for this game. But um, a lot of chirping, a lot of back and forth, a lot of technical fouls. Jordan Poole getting ejected. Clay Thompson getting the face of Dylan 
Brooks, uh, Draymond Green, you know, taunting at the end of the game. But that was a fun game to watch, Terrell. Um, I think this, you're right. I think this might be a game where now Memphis kind of got their wake up call in this game against the defending champions of Golden State Warriors. But any take, anything else you want to discuss from this game? Uh, not really. I mean, it's just I'm not going to hold anything Memphis did in that game. Like they shot completely terrible from three. Uh, job was two for 10. I think they shot less than 30 percent as a team. And I'm I'm just not going to hold anything against them because I know it was a bad spot. It was a terrible spot. They were coming off a blowout of the Suns. They were really smelling themselves and they felt very, very confident. You heard the comments that Josh said. And, you know, that team was really, really confident. And that Warriors squad at home is really, really good. It doesn't matter what personnel that they have out there. The bitch production that they got from Ty Jerome, from basically everybody on that bitch, like they were able to go out there and just put on a show for all four quarters. So, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, but this is that's what I expected the Warriors to do. So now I think this is a good time and opportunity for uh, John Morant and his Grizzlies team to come back and regroup. And that's why I feel like this is the game. Like this is the game that's going to force them to lock in for the rest of the season, force them to lock in to the playoffs and realize that, hey, you know, it doesn't matter who's going to be out there. We're, we're taking everybody. We're giving everybody 110 percent. Yeah. Um, any takeaways from that game? Uh, just fun. I mean, it's fun to watch NBA teams like literally not like each other and still respect each other off the court. I think we've seen it in Clay's post game where he said, you know, they don't like each other, but at the end of the day, it's a respect thing uh, because he knows they're up and coming team. So I always think it's fun when, you know, we get these mini robberies and uh, teams that don't like each other on the court because it makes for better basketball. I mean, all that stuff, the technical foul, I loved everything like all yeah. about that's what basketball is all about. Um as far as the on-court play, uh, I mean, Memphis, they just didn't bring it. I mean, even though Ja had, like, I think he had 38 or 39. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think he played particularly well. Um, nobody actually helped him. Going into the fourth quarter, he was the only uh, Memphis Grizzlies uh, player with double-digit points. Like, So that just goes to show you how, um, how much they didn't show up. Uh, as far as uh, Golden State, I mean, they're just, like uh, Rail said, night and day from home and away, uh, plus 10 um, at home as far as point differential, minus 10 uh, when they're away. So just something to take care of. They they do have like a seven-game stretch at home, so I'm not sure if uh, if Steph will be back uh, maybe on the back half of that because I, uh, I think he's slated to get evaluated, uh, reevaluated um, this week coming up. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how Golden State does. Uh, I'm, I'm really not worried about Memphis. I mean, just a bad game. Uh, I don't take much from uh the Warriors took that more personally. And honestly, I honestly wouldn't even have bet Golden State if I knew Wiggins wasn't playing. I just I thought Wiggins was in. Uh, he was yeah. probable when we did the show. Yeah. Uh, but I thought he was a big uh, factor in it. So, I mean, I, we got bad numbers and still cash. So, yeah. Uh, that's just. I even double, I doubled down on it. When Wiggins was out, I doubled down on it because the line moved two points. Like, I, yeah, didn't, see, I, didn't, I didn't believe Wiggins. Like, yes, he's a great player, two way player, all of that defensively, all of that. I didn't think he was worth two points. So, I was like, and somebody asked me on Twitter, like, hey, are we still? I was like, yeah, like, you're, you're getting a lot of value, so why not? Like, and yeah. yeah. But other than that, man, just it was a, it was a good game. Uh, glad we got to uh, get to the window with that. But other than that, just good to have NBA rivalries like that, man. I wish we had a couple more like that. Yeah. And then, you know, <clears throat> sorry, the rest of the games around the league, um, Knicks got out to a great start. I know that was Terrell's lock for the first half. Uh, that one, <coughs> excuse me. Cash fairly easily. Uh, they had a 12-point lead in the uh, first quarter. 
put up 37 points. Um, and then, you know, they held on to get that first quarter, sorry, first half cover. Uh, did the New York Knicks did fall a little bit in that second half where the Sixers outscored them 59 uh, to 49. And they get the victory behind James Harden and uh, Joel Embiid, who have both had great games. Julius Randle for the Knicks, 35 points, eight rebounds. Um, Lakers look great in that first half. Uh, defensively, they look good. Uh, LeBron had a fantastic game for them, but it was really that second half, or especially that third quarter, like we discussed at the top of the show, where Mavericks just pulled away. It seemed like they were making every three-point shot in that third quarter where they outscored the L.A. Lakers 51-21. to They outscored them 81-61 to in the second half. Um, you know, it was... Really a trio of guys. It was Tim Hardaway Jr. knocking down his three-point shots. I know that was a player prop that Terrell discussed on the pod as well, uh, what we did on Saturday. Uh, Christian Wood, a 30-piece for them. Luca did his thing. Uh, even Reggie Bullock was able to knock down some three-point shots for the LA Lake, Sorry for the uh, Dallas Mavericks as they get the victory and the cover uh, on their home floor. Uh, Bucks Celtics. This was really not much of a contest here, guys. Um, Celtics get the victory, 139-118. Jason Tatum, 41 points. I think Jalen Brown added another 30 points to that mix. I think they accounted for uh, 50% of the 139 points that the Boston Celtics did put up. Just touched on the Grizzlies, Grizzlies and Warriors game, and then the last game of the night, the Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker started this game. Four minutes later, he leaves the game. With a groin injury. Not sure he should have been out there in the first place, but um, Denver gets the victory there in overtime, 128-125. Nikola Jokic, just another casual triple-double for him, 41 points, 15 rebounds, and 15 assists. So four of the five home teams won. Uh, I think the Nuggets probably, yeah, they pushed on their uh, spread there, but... um, it was a fun day, guys. I don't know if you guys want anything in particular you guys want to mention, Terrell, before we get into the Monday games, but anything that's kind of stuck out to you from the rest of the four games? Uh, man, I I don't think anything really glaring that we didn't know. I mean, Jason Tatum is a dog. Jason Tatum, he actually, I think he has a hit list of everybody he wants to dunk on this year. I think he just actually <laughs> has a list. And he's like, all right, Giannis, check. And he's just going down the list like, yeah, I'm about to bang on everybody. Jason Tatum might be a dunk contest candidate, and that's actually hilarious yeah. of how much he's really posterizing people this year. So, uh, yeah, it was it was some definitely highlight moments between that and Aaron Gordon, who actually killed Andrew Shamit, like yeah. actually like actually killed him. And I don't think yeah. we saw him again. So, uh, <laughs> even though it was called a charge, it, 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 he he died. He hit that boy with the dunk and then came back with a five-star frog splash. So it was really, really over for Landry Shevin in that one. Yeah. Uh, but, no, um, I really don't have anything. Delonte, anything else that kind of stuck out to you from last night? Uh, I mean, not really. I think that Jamal Murray is uh, getting back to himself. Um, took yeah. him quite a while. He looked, he looked really good down the stretch in that game, uh, mm-hmm. and he spoke on Aaron Gordon. I think he is, like, the catalyst of how well – uh, Denver will be playing and how far they go because he's just playing like this year he's playing extremely well on yeah. both ends he's feeding off Nikola Jokic um, and I think that combo is going to work well um, in the playoffs as they get as they get uh, further along because they can run the floor they can space the floor now Aaron Gordon's not going to knock down you know three or four threes but he can stretch the floor hit a 15 17 footer uh, just to keep the defense honest we are we already know that he can go to the um, 
to the basket, dunk on people. Um, so I was impressed with Aaron Gordon and especially Jamal Murray. It was good to see him back at, you know, to a, a certain level, I guess, um, before the injury. So uh, other than that, uh, he pretty much hit on everything else. Yeah, we, we talked about this uh, before the season started that how great the Denver Nuggets were last season without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. It looks like, and you're right, I think that, you know, Jamal Murray coming off of the ACL injury, it, it takes some of these guys a, a good amount of time to, you know, kind of get their legs back under them when you're coming back from that type of injury. But they're definitely going to need him, um, not only for the rest of the season, but also for the playoff run. Um when we do get to the playoffs, uh, shout out to Cameron Kerr, the producer of the Golf Gambling Podcast in the uh, chat here saying there's got to be something to home teams on Christmas Day. That's yeah, how I, I handicap it. Yeah. You, you got to think people are there with their families and the other team is not. The, their families are either traveling or they're not with their families. Like, you know, that's going to play into a player's psyche a little bit. And so christmas day after christmas just looking at spots and where people were how they celebrate the holidays go social media i go social media hunting yeah after every holiday just figuring out okay was this where they did they fly back to and spend it with their family and then fly all the way back again did they stay out bring their families there were they apart from their families like i look for stuff like that because that goes into handicapping because it's just more of a letdown spot. People don't yeah. like you don't get up. You don't want to play basketball. You thinking about oh how my family doing or what this that yeah. like nobody's. These are people. You got to remember they're people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cameron also pointing out if the Hornets did they stay on the West Coast over the Christmas or did they fly back and forth? Um. I'm looking around. Yeah. Maybe it's something Terrell can uh, dig up by the time we get to that game. I know they're playing uh, Portland tonight. Um. On this Monday schedule. All right, guys. While we get into this Monday schedule here today, uh, we're coming off of the 6-0. we got to follow it up, uh, and I'm pretty confident that we will. Last week of 2022, so hopefully we can put some more cash in people's pockets before we get to 2023 here. So last pod, uh, I don't know. I think we have one more Monday pod before 2023. But uh, let's get into it, guys. First game on the schedule. It's going to be a pretty good one here. We've got the Brooklyn Nets in Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's going to be a 7 o'clock Eastern start. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers open up as a two-point favorite. That number has pretty much stayed at minus two in this game. Uh, for the total, 220.5 was the opening number. Uh, still see some 220.5s out there. I see a 221 and 220, so not much movement on the total looking at the injury report for both of these teams let's start with the road team here the brooklyn nets uh the only player that is going to be out is going to be joe harris he's dealing with a left knee soreness and for the cleveland cavaliers uh pretty clean injury report other than dean wade who has a left shoulder sprain we've talked a lot about the uh cleveland cavaliers especially at home so far this season where they've just been really good um they're 13 and 5 again, 13, 5 and 1 against the spread at home, 12, 5 and 1 as home favorites. Um, and also uh trendy towards the under. But let's start with the side here. Delonte, let me start with you on this game. Cleveland Cavaliers are a two-point home favorite hosting Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. What do you like about the side on this game? Uh actually it's really good game. Uh both teams playing extremely well. I don't, I don't think anybody's playing as well as Brooklyn is. Um, won nine of the last ten, six and four ATS in that span. Uh, they won five straight, playing very well defensively. Um, I think Ben Simmons is getting more confidence, and he's just doing what you know we all just want him to do: just play defense, rebound, 
and facilitate. So he's he mostly plays in that dunker spot, and that allows teams to you know either guard him with the big and he goes bottom, or mm. guard him with a smaller player and he he can just you know go to the rack on him, post him up, or dump off um, to KD and Kyrie in the corners. Uh, as far as a match from a matchup perspective, I think it's going to be interesting because the Cavaliers they don't push the pace at all. They're thirtieth in pace, yeah, and. All, while Brooklyn doesn't like to, you know, run and gun, they do, you know, run more than uh, Cleveland. So it'll be interesting to see who dictates the pace. Um, Cleveland four and one uh, last five AT, uh, straight up two and three ATS. Uh, I think Jared Allen has a big game uh, simply because I mean the Nets they just don't have size right now other than Claxton if he gets in foul trouble with those two uh, monsters on the inside with Mobley and Allen. Um, it's gonna be you know, slim pickings for the Knicks uh, inside. Uh, but other than that, I think both teams are efficient in the half court. Uh, they're top five in points per play in the half court sets uh, offensively. Um, and uh, Brooklyn, they struggle to rebound. So I think Allen, Mobley, both of those guys uh, will have good nights. Uh, as far as the side, I probably lean to Cleveland just because, you know, they're they're the home team. Uh, I like both teams. I, I want to bet on both teams, so uh, I won't be betting this personally. But if I had, if I had to play it, uh, I play Cleveland at home strictly because of home court advantage. Yeah, um, the Brooklyn Nets here have quietly won. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve of their last thirteen games, including mm-hmm. I believe it's at eight straight um, for yeah. the Brooklyn Nets. So they're they're playing really good basketball here um, as a team, and you know. You're right that Ben Simmons, <clears throat> excuse me, started to look more comfortable within the offense. You know, playing defense, dishing it out to Kevin Durant. He, Kevin Durant just is doing Kevin Durant things so far this season. And and Cleveland on the other side, they've won five in a row as well. We talked about how good this team is at home as well. Uh, Terrell, what do you got for this game? Minus two for the Cleveland Cavaliers hosting the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, <clears throat> I think the issue here for me is the fact that. Brooklyn, as Delonte said, has been the best team since Jackie Vaughn has taken over. There's no, not one of the top teams. They are the best team record-wise, well, I don't think ATS-wise, but record-wise, they are the best team since Jackie Vaughn has taken over. So that just speaks to him as a coach and him being able to turn this team around and how they feel getting up behind him in the rest of the season. So now you come in here with the Cleveland Cavaliers who are going to, you know, do what they do and guard the paint. They're going to run a slow pace. They're going to try to make you play in the half court and defend you in the half court. Mm-hmm. And I think the issue that they're going to come excuse me, that they're going to have is that Brooklyn is a jump shooting team. Like Brooklyn can take mid-range jump shot. They have a number of guys that can make a high percentage mid-range jump shots. And I'm not just talking about KD and Kyrie. Like they they have a lot of guys that can score the basketball in the mid-range. They can score the basketball from deep. And I think that they're going to have an issue trying to guard all of those options when they're not driving into the paint. Like when they're not focused on scoring in the painted area. Brooklyn is, I believe, 19th in the last five games in terms of point in the paints. Points in the paint. However, they're winning games. They're putting up points. It's because they don't have to score inside the paint area. So that's going to be an issue for Cleveland. And then I also think that Brooklyn, while their defense is better, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland are going to give them a handful. Like that backcourt against Kyrie, against whoever else they want to throw out there, that's going to give them some issues. We're going to see how Ben Simmons is able to contain one of them. I expect to see him 
probably on Donovan Mitchell. And yeah. this could be more of a Darius Garland game of Darius Garland being able to get off. Uh, maybe looking at a three-point prop for Darius Garland as well. But I expect to see Ben Simmons guarding a lot of Donovan Mitchell, especially because there's a little bit of a tension there. Hey, don't forget. Don't forget Ben Simmons won rookie of the year in his sophomore year. Took it from Donovan Mitchell. There always has been a little bit of a rivalry and a showmanship. And, you know, spite of uh, cracking jokes that, you know, he wasn't a rookie and won rookie of the year. So uh, I I think that this is going to be a good opportunity for those two to have a really fun matchup. I like to see how Ben steps up and takes the challenge, but I think this is a Darius Garland game. I'm going to go with the Nets just because I trust more options of the Nets. I know the Cavs are at home, but I think I trust more options of the Nets than I do the Cavs right now. But I think my favorite play in this game is the over. I love the over in this game. I think that they both can attack the soft spots in each other's defense. The Nets are probably going to try to speed the game up at some point. And the Cavs can be really, really efficient on the offensive side and with the limited possessions that they have. So I think this is a game that really sneaks over. So give me over 220 and a half. Yeah, that was my favorite play in this game as well, the over. Uh, I also do lean with the Brooklyn Nets here in this game. And, you know, like you mentioned, that they're just playing great basketball ever since uh, 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 Coach Vaughn took over for this Brooklyn Nets team. And obviously this is a coach that these players want to play with, right? You know, last season we talked a lot about the drama and all the off-court stuff that was happening with this team. That distractions are not there right now for this organization. Um, and they're just going out and playing basketball. Guys are healthy. I know Joe Harris is going to miss this game. But you still have Seth Curry. You still have Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, Claxton. They have you know, guys <clears throat> that are playing with each other and playing for each other. And I think that's something that when we were betting on these teams that we want to see. And I think that the Brooklyn Nets are the epitome of that right now. So um, Cleveland, you know, we've talked about how great they are at home, but I, yeah, I think you're hundred percent correct there, Terrell, that, that those mid range jump shots where these guys can knock down, whether it's Kyrie, whether it's, whether it's Kevin Durant, um, whether it's Seth Curry, guys like that. Yeah. I think that we may see a little more pace. I know we talked about, both of these teams are well below league average as far as possessions and pace per game. But I think we may see some pace in this game between these two teams, at least in the first half. So, yeah, I'm in locks or agreement with you about the over in this game uh, between these two squads. Terrell, I know you mentioned Darius Garland props in this game, but any other player props you're looking at in this game? Oh, man. So, yeah, Garland. I'm going to go Garland threes. I think that's a good look. Uh, let's go to trying to think of anything that probably would uh, be more beneficial. I mean, I think you got to go Kevin Durant just because Kevin Durant is not going to like Kevin Durant does have to get to the basket and they don't really have anybody that can truly guard him. Yeah. Uh, you got big bodies that you could throw at him, but if he's stepping into mid range, I think he can easily get whatever he wants. This could be like a 30, 40 point game for Kevin Durant just because you look up, and he made five shots in the first quarter. And then you look up again, and now he's like, what, 11 for 12, 11 for 13. Like, he can do that really, really quickly. So maybe we just go chalk and just ride Kevin Durant here. This seems like a really good matchup for him. Yeah. Uh, Delonte, any player props you're looking at this game, my man? Uh, yeah, I like Jared Allen, um, over 23 and a half points, in, uh, points plus rebounds. Uh, I mean, he hasn't had a lot of success Um like consistently as far as trend wise with going over this number. But if you look at some of the teams that he's played, the lesser teams, uh, as far as paint presence, he usually mm-hmm. dominates. Uh, like yep. he had 15 boards against, um, against the Mavericks. 
He had 13 against the Lakers. Uh, I think AD was out of that game. Uh, so if you just play that uh, card as far as the Nets don't have much inside other than Claxton, and uh, if he gets in foul trouble, it's going to be maybe Ben Simmons playing, you know, the small ball five a lot, um, and also maybe some Kevin Durant, which also leads me into another prop that I like, which is uh, Ben Simmons over six and a half rebounds at plus money. He's went over in three of the last five. Uh, like I said, Claxton gets in foul trouble. He's going to have to go down and uh, play some of the play some uh, minutes in the paint. As will Kevin Durant. I like him over five and a half rebounds. Um, that's uh, slightly. Uh, I think it's like 107, um, so just a little bit uh, less juice. Um, he's went over that number every game but three in the month of December, so I think six of nine. Uh, so I like both of those guys rebounding properly. You can get plus money on Jared Allen. I mean on uh, Ben Simmons. So uh, that's one of my favorite ones of the game is Ben Simmons over. Yeah, I was looking at Ben Simmons' um, assistant rebounds in this game as well. Mm-hmm. The number's at 11 and a half. He's at mm-hmm. – at least eight assists in three straight games. He's had five assists in five straight games. Over the last five games, he's averaging 7.2 rebounds and 6.8 assists per game. So, you know, that might be worth a look. I like that rebounding call that you had there, Delonte, as well for uh, Jared Allen. Uh, Guys, anything else for this game before we get to the next one? Uh, give me a second. Let's see how is that. Oh, uh, is that living in the, What is the um? What are the odds on the, the rebounds and assists? Minus one twenty. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. So Donovan Mitchell averages twenty two point three points against Ben Simmons in his career. So okay, <clears throat> Gar- you think you probably pivot to Garland then, huh? Yeah, I, I feel confident in Garland having a pretty solid day because I think I think they focus in on Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, uh, let me see how Darius Garland has done against the Nets because I think that's a good pivot uh, call there, Terrell. Yeah, because Kyrie will probably be Kyrie will probably spend a lot of time on him. Yeah, uh, that's not right. Uh, let's see here. Darius Garland versus Nets. Uh, he's at 31. No, our last four games, 31, 22, 24, and 24. Yeah, not bad. And then two of those four games, he's at a double-double. Uh, let me see his three-point prop before we move on because he's hit at least two. It's at, min- it's at one and a half at minus 155. So I don't know if you want to go put a same-game parlay here. There's a couple options there for you guys. But, yeah, I love that. You say call. Garland's three-point prop is at one and a half? Yeah, one and a half minus 155. Mm-hmm. I would just bow up to two and just get it to, like, minus 120, minus yeah, 125. because he's hit, he's hit at least two in six career games against the Nets. Three, one, three, two, two, and three. So yeah, you're right. Probably you want to buy that up to two. Yeah, I would just yeah, just to you know get less juice on it. I mean the yeah. the Nets are uh, they, they are top ten in you know effective field goal percentage, but they do struggle somewhat with you know defending the three. So yeah, um, you're twenty third in uh three point defense. So you could see some some looks from um from uh, Garland simply because they're going to be. So con- they're going to be so concerned with Garden, Allen, and Mobley in the paint because, I mean, they're going to have to double one of those guys. I mean, yeah. with, they only have Claxton. I mean, that's it. So, yeah. I think All I right. feel confident laddering, uh, doing like a ladder parlay with KD and Garland. I think that's a good play tonight. Uh, yeah, I think that is. Garland and you said Durant? Terrell? Yeah, yeah, Garland Durant. Okay. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the L.A. Clippers uh, in the Motor City to take on the Detroit Pistons. Um, 
looking at the opening line for this game, the Clippers opened up as a minus eight point favorite. That number has now been bet down to minus six. Uh, total opened up at 223. That number's been bet up to 224 and a half. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, uh, for the Clippers, uh, Kawhi Leonard is listed out for this game. He is going to be on injury management for his right knee. Other than that, pretty much everybody is a go. John Wall, Paul George are, are, are all sorry going to be playing in this game. For the Detroit Pistons, pretty clean injury report as well. Isaiah Livers continues to be out with the right shoulder sprain, and we already know about Kate Cunningham missing the rest of the season. Um, you know, Detroit has been one of those teams for whatever reason that has not been very good uh, defensively at home over the last 10 games. They are the worst rated defensive team at home, where on the road, I believe they were above league average. I'll try to look that up here. But uh, Delonte, let me start with you on this game. Clippers minus six uh, going into Detroit to take on the Detroit Pistons. What are you thinking about this game? Uh, yeah, I mean, just to be uh, completely honest, I, I wouldn't bet this game either way. Uh, that's one of our advantages. We don't have to bet every game. Yep. I just don't. I don't see much value in either uh, either side. Um, the Clippers, we all know, some, most of the stats are you know. It's, it's kind of uh, watered down because they don't have all the guys playing at one time or for a consistent stretch. Uh, but they do play defense. Uh, I guess I can't say that about them. They do, Ty Lue does have those guys playing defense third in points allowed per 100 possessions. Um, but offensively, they're horrible. Uh, 30th in offensive rating, uh, 28th in points scored per 100 possessions. But like you mentioned, uh, Detroit not good at not good at defending. So that could lead to some points. Uh, for the Clippers, and uh, honestly, the Clippers have been an over team. They they play a good defense, but they have been an over team. Six of the last ten have went over. Uh, ten of sixteen on the road have went over also. And uh, Detroit, while they're not playing a lot of defense, they are able to get out, run, uh, get those young guys in transition to be able to score uh, on a consistent basis. They started off um, going a little bit slower. And now they've sp- they sped up the pace uh, with some of the rotations they've switched on. Uh, lost five straight, one and four ATS in the last five. Uh, like 11 of the 16 home games have went over. So I'm more confident in the over uh, 220 and a half than I am. Uh, I mean, the uh, what is it? 220. 224 and a half. 224 and a half. I was looking at the uh, I was looking at the banner room. Yeah, 224 and a half uh, for the total uh, versus going over on the side. I just don't think that Detroit has enough horses to be able to contain uh, Paul George and um, John Wall to a lesser extent. And they're just too deep, and Detroit's not going to know what to do with it. Although Detroit has been tested, they have played the number one overall uh, toughest schedule in the NBA. So they're not going to be, you know, uh, I guess, afraid or, you know, they're going to come to play. They just don't have enough talent without Cade in the lineup um, to be able to do anything. So I would, you know, more so – go to the total than I would decide. Uh, I mean, if I had to play the side, I would probably just play the Clippers simply because I don't think Detroit has enough to contain Paul George. Yeah, right now the Detroit Pistons have lost, let's see, eight out of their last nine games. And in those loss, or at least in the last five games, they've given up 122, 124, 126, 113 to the Sixers, and they gave up 132 at Atlanta um, before Christmas. So now you have a Clippers team, despite not having – 
Kawhi Leonard in the lineup here tonight. I think they still have enough scores and guys that can put the ball inside the basket um, to probably get over their team total. So that maybe that's a, a worth a look for the Clippers here tonight. Yeah. Um, I still think they, they're a good offensive team, even with Kawhi Leonard not on the floor because they just have so many options. And they are one of the deepest teams in the entire league. Um, yeah, I couldn't bring myself to a side either here. So I think I was looking more at a Clippers team total over in this game. Uh, Terrell, what do you got for this game? We can start with the side if you have an opinion there, if you also want to chime in on the total. Yeah, no, y'all overthinking this. Y'all not laying points with the Clippers on the road. Like, you're not laying points with Clippers on the road in Detroit. So let's go. First of all, let's rewind. Take this back in time. All right. Last seven games, Clippers have won last seven games against this team. All right, great, cool. They're dominating them. All right, let's look a little bit deeper into the looking glass here because last five games, Clippers are 0-3-2 ATS versus this team. They have not covered a single game. They pushed twice, and they have not covered as a 10.5-point favorite, 11.5-point favorite, and 13-point favorite. So what that tells me already is that this Clippers team was head and shoulders better than this Detroit team and could not get it done. I... I don't think that this is a spot where I want to back a Clippers team on the road after the holidays laying points against a Pistons team that they can't cover and haven't been able to cover with the last five games. I'm, I'm all right. I'm really good on it. So y'all saying that y'all not interested in betting this game, I'll bet this game. I'll bet the Pistons plus six. I'll take the Pistons on the money line. I think that this is a good spot because they've given this team games before. I don't trust this Clippers offense. They're too up and down. They're too head and shoulders. You sit here and you say, yeah, they have all these options that can score the basketball, but they don't do it. Yeah. They don't do it at times. And so, yes, Detroit has one of the worst defenses in the league in the past five games. Actually, 27th, if we want to be exact. So, I 100% get that. However, 96 96-91, 106-102, 105-96, 198- Finally, we get to one, 131, 124. Even if this gets into a shootout, Detroit has proven to us over the course of this season that they've been playing through teams that they can go into a shootout with teams and be able to come out all right. So, yeah, I will back Detroit here getting six points at home right after the holidays. Yeah, I feel comfortable with that. A lot of money is coming in on the Clippers. Total, not total, but the line came down a couple points, probably because Kawhi was announced out. Yeah, And honestly... 11.39, 11.39, time of recording, there's probably going to be some more outs by this Clippers team. We know how they do. So yeah. get the line at the best number that you can get now. I'm on Detroit plus six, sprinkle on the money line. Terrell is the resident expert on the Detroit Pistons, so I'm not I'm not going to question him here at all about <laughs> uh, the Detroit Pistons. Um, player like props it. for look. Go ahead, uh, yeah, Dante. like the Pistons, uh, I mean, they, they are feisty, but they just, I just, they don't have... I don't know if they have enough talent to like to score. Like that's the, that's what I'm worried about. Like the Clippers defensively, even with uh, some guys out, they still play good defense. And I don't know if Detroit will be able to score. Now I'm not I'm not going against you. I'm, not, I'm gonna go ahead and no, say no, that. No, I feel yeah, I'm not. But I just I just don't think that they can score enough to be able to, you know, back them on a consistent basis. I'm just look, looking at the overall picture as far as. Um, the Pistons now. If K was there, obviously I, I'm a big K. I'm a big K guy. So yeah, um, yeah. I just don't think they have enough defensively uh, or offensively to be able to stay within them. I would look for them a team total under. But if you like Detroit, I would go under. If you like the Clippers, I would go over. And I just I like the over better than I do anything else in the game. I think that the 
<clears throat> point that Terrell um, uh, made as well, and I think we discussed it earlier, is that maybe road teams are a little flat after Christmas, having to travel, you know, going into these uh, or traveling on the road and having to, you know, do they want to get up for those games after they've spent, you know, Christmas with their families and things like that? So I think that's going to be something interesting to see here tonight. Uh, Marvin Bagley is uh, officially questionable here tonight. Uh, just came yes. across with an illness uh, here, so keep that in mind. Maybe. By the way, Clippers. Mm-hmm. My fault. Clippers no, no, played at Philadelphia on the uh, Friday, twenty third. So they played at Philadelphia. More than likely, they flew home. So they probably yeah. flew home for Christmas and then spent Christmas in the morning. Flew back at night to the East Coast <clears> to Detroit, or everybody came out there with them. Either way, it's it, it's not a good spot. This doesn't feel like a good spot for Clippers at all. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, player props in this game, guys. Uh, Blonte, I'll start with you. Um, I didn't see many at all, I guess, because of the uh, for the Clippers, especially just because they don't know who's in and who's out. Um, if I if I was playing, I, I probably won't play anything in this game, to be honest with you. I would look at uh, Jaden Ivey uh, turnovers. Uh, I think you put me on that a while back, um, usually against aggressive defensive teams. It, he has the ball in his hand a lot. He tends to turn it over. I mean, he's young. He's still learning. Um, yeah. And I think the Clippers can get out and uh, turn him over put some pressure on him. I would look at him and also uh, Norm Powell uh, over points. That's the only two that I like. Yeah, Jaden Ivey's turnovers right now are at two and a half at mm-hmm. plus 115. Oh, yeah. Love that. Love, love um, the plus money on that. I didn't see Norman Powell. What, what's his points? Should be. Uh, I don't see that out yet. Only player yeah. I see pro, uh, points prop for on the Clipper side is Paul George at 24 yeah. and a half. Yeah. Uh, I might go back to the wagon of Jalen Dern rebounds. It is at nine and a half at minus 140. A little bit of juice there, but uh, he's been rebounding the ball very well for this team. And now with Marvin Bagley um, questionable here tonight with illness, he should get the bulk of the minutes uh, here tonight. Uh, so maybe another double-digit rebounding night for Jalen Dern. Uh, Terrell, any player props you look at in this game, my man? Yeah, I'm probably going to go back to Killian Hayes over assist. Just I like because that. I think that the Pistons are going to be able to score. And yeah. if they're going to score, he's the one point guard, ball handler, uh, facilitator of the offense. And then I'm also going to Bojan. Bojan over 19 and a half points. He's hit this number in the last three games against the Clippers. Again, I I think that this is a flat spot for the Clippers, not just offensively, but defensively as well. I think the Pistons are going to find ways to be able to score the basketball. And Bojan's been... Uh, their leading score over the course of the season and found ways to get it done. Plus, I just like backing him against those Western Conference foes because he knows them so well. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, anything else for this game, guys, before we get over to the next game? Yeah, I'm good. All right, uh, next game of the night, the Minnesota Timberwolves headed down to South Beach to take on the Miami Heat. Uh, looking at the opening lines for this game, I am currently seeing that. Let's see here. Uh, Miami Heat opened up as a four and a half point home favorite. That number's now been bent down to minus two. Total opened up at 223 and a half. That number is now around 221 and a half across most of the books. Look at the injury report for both of these teams. Let's start here with the road team, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Kyle Anderson is questionable here tonight with back spasms. Jordan McLaughlin and Torian Prince are both out. And Cat is still out with the right cap strain for the Miami Heat. A lot of questionable tags here. Let's start with Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, and Udonis Haslam, and Gabe Vincent. Four players that are questionable here tonight. 
Dwayne Dedman is out, and Caleb Martin is probable here tonight for the Miami Heat. Um, Miami Heat has been a team that have struggled. I think that's been a, a, a understatement here this season, especially against the spread. 10, 21, and 2 overall against the spread, but at home so far this season, 3, 13, and 1 against the spread as a home favorite, 3, 12, and 1. Um, for the Minnesota Timberwolves, they haven't been very good against the spread at, uh, on the road either. They're 6 and 10 overall, 2 and 7 as road underdogs so far this season. But Terrell, let me start with you on this game. Miami, uh, a two point favorite hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves. What do you like about this game? Yeah. Uh, well, so easy thing for me. I always back in Timberwolves versus the Heat. Okay. It's just a it's just a smash spot. You look at what the Timberwolves able to do to Heat, and they've won. What's this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight of the last ten games versus the Heat. And you can go back even further than that. They just some reason they dominate this Heat team. They have a really good record playing the Heat in recent history, and I'm going to back that. I'm not taking the Heat laying points at home. We've already talked about this all season, how bad they are as a favorite, how bad they are at home as a favorite. And to this day, sorry, still fighting that cold a little bit. But to this day, if you're a season ticket holder for the Miami Heat, you haven't seen a win in two weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. But as a season ticket holder, you're you're only going to the home games. You haven't seen a win in forever. They're not good at home. They're not good at home. They're not good as a favorite at home. Absolutely not. And so I'm I'm just not going to lay points with this Heat team. I don't care if it's two. I don't care if it's three. I'm going to go. I'm going to take a Timberwolves team that gets up for this Heat team no matter what the situation is. They have uh, the opportunity to go in here and get a really big win on the road. I know that this kind of goes against my home teams after Christmas, but – I'm just not – I can't lay points with this Heat team right now. I cannot. It doesn't matter who it is. I hate, I cashed last time taking the Pacers against the Heat at home. I'm going to do it again here with the Timberwolves. Yeah, I mean, you can't argue against it, right? I mean, this just team has just been atrocious at home. I mean, there's no better way of putting it for the Miami Heat. And a lot of guys have been in and out of the lineup for them, a lot of questionable tags, and it's almost like you have to wait till closer to game time to bet this game or or bet any Miami Heat game just because of their, their injury report. So, yeah, I'm not going to fault you for uh, betting against the Miami Heat, especially at home where they've just been so bad. Uh, Delonte, thoughts on this game before the between the Wolves and the Heat? Man, I think you guys pretty much hit on everything. Uh, I, I don't want to bet on either of these teams. Um, you, you Both of you guys rattled off the stats as far as um, ATS uh, for Minnesota on the road and Miami at home. Uh, Miami 2-7-1. Uh, ATS the last 10. Um, they just like, I mean, Miami, when Jimmy Butler's in and they're motivated, they play well. But when he's not playing, they just kind of go through the motions. Uh, Minnesota, they look extremely more efficient and more like fl- more free flowing whenever Gobert was out for that uh, like three or four game stretch. And then he yeah. came back, of course, and they lost two straight. They had one three without him, and then he comes back and they lose two. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're middle of the pack in defensive and offensive rating. Um, they don't do anything extremely well, but they don't do anything extremely bad as far as Minnesota. Um, they are efficient at the rim. Most of that is due to Rudy Gobert uh, shooting like 60-plus percent because all he does is dunk. Um, but, uh, you know, Miami – 
they've won three of the last five. They haven't covered, uh, but only one of those games. So, like I said, it's just you got to pretty much handicap motivation. If Miami is going to be motivated, um, they are at home. They didn't have to, you know, travel. So maybe Minnesota's in a bad stop, bad spot as far as uh, from a traveling perspective. But like, um, like Cam in the chat said, I'm pretty sure they're excited to get away from that weather in Minnesota and come to some to some heat in Miami. Uh, but I, I don't know. I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play either side. Um, Miami does struggle scoring 24th in point score per 100 possessions, and um, you know Minnesota is not as good from a perimeter oriented defensive uh, perspective than they are inside with Gobert. Uh, I wouldn't play the. I wouldn't play the side. I would lean to the under uh, if I had to play anything in this game, uh, simply because both teams play at a slower pace. Uh, Miami's 28th in pace. Uh, Minnesota, they are middle of the pack in pace, 16th. Um, but they still want to slow the ball down and, you know, try to let Gobert get up to court so they can run a screen and roll um, with Russell and Edwards. But other than that, uh, not much on this game. Man. I really, I'm rambling. I don't have nothing in this game at all. Yeah, Bam is going to be out for this game as well for the Miami Heat. I don't think mm-hmm. I mentioned that. That, that, that note just came across a little bit Bam. ago. Um, Bam, Bam is out. Bam, Bam, Bam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Excuse I don't me, know. Wow, I can't fight this, but it's Bam and Depp and both of them are out. Oh, they're out, yeah. So <coughs> it might just be that. Um, I look at some Rudy Gobert rebounding props here tonight. He better uh, have like twenty rebounds. In yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he better. I was already, I was already liking him over points and rebounds anyway. But that's just even more of a smash. But yeah, Kyle pointing out, uh, he's in Minnesota and he says, "Trust me, they're glad to be down in Miami. I'm more confident with the over uh, in this game." So. Um, one thing I will wait for in this game is probably Tyler Hero three-point props because Minnesota is just not very good at defending the three-point line. You kind of just look at some of their numbers. They are number 26 as far as three-point percentage allowed. Um, they're dead last, and as far as uh, three-point makes allowed per game at 14, around 14 per game. So, you know, if Jimmy Butler is out here tonight, it's usually always a Tyler Hero show, and he's been playing well. Minnesota also gives up 43 attempts to their opponents, which ranks dead last. Uh, so far this season, so maybe some three point props to look at in this game. Uh, any player, other player, I know the props aren't out yet. A lot of guys maybe in out of the lineup for Miami, but Terrell, any other player props you may be looking at? Yeah, <clears throat> so I'm definitely on Rudy Gobert. Uh, I think I want to be kind of cute and play a Rudy Gobert <laughs> first quarter rebounds over three and a half at plus money just because I think that both of these teams are going to be a little flat to start. Just with the holidays, everybody's got ham and all this other stuff in their stomach. Come out a little flat earlier in the first quarter, and that opens up the opportunity for Rudy Gobert to get a bunch of easy rebounds early. Yeah. And then regardless if Jimmy Butler plays or not, I'm still back in Tyler Hero. And whether yeah. I get him at a more favorable number, whether I have to pay more, but I'm going to back uh, Tyler Hero just because he's he's been good. He's been probably the most consistent thing on this team. Uh, while they've been having this terrible stretch of games, and whether win or lose, he normally gets his. So yeah. Uh, Colby asking, not out Colby, but a Colby <coughs> fan of the show. Would you rather go Rudy rebounds only or PRA for Rudy? Uh, I would. I would just strictly go points and rebounds. Um, that I seen it at twenty seven and a half. Uh, he's went over in. Let's see. He's went over in. Five of the last seven. He's got a favorable matchup. No Bam. Deadman is out. Deadman is out. You said, or is he probably? <coughs> he's, out. he's out as well. Yeah. So yeah, Bam Deadman out. Uh, he should have a field. Like he should have like fifteen and twenty. Like I think he really should dominate on the glass. 
Um, and uh, as far as the other player props, I like um, with you guys. I like uh, Tyler Hero. Um, I would probably go for thirty plus on Tyler Hero and get a, a plus price. I don't know what, what is his uh, points prop usually. Uh, it's like twenty two. I guess it just depends on who's in the lineup. Yeah, it, it really just depends on who's in and out of the yeah, lineup. Yeah, so if you can find a thirty plus, if the uh, lowest, if, the lowest he probably is is uh, twenty and a half, twenty one and a half. That's probably yeah, the so lowest. Even if Butler's in, uh, they got to get some offense from somewhere. Um, <clears throat> he plays well off the pick and roll. So I think Hero can uh, light up Minnesota. And I was looking at something that um, real sparked something uh, to my interest as far as uh, slow starts. So I like the first quarter under for this game, under 57. Both teams should be coming out sluggish. Uh, the Heat, they when when they get go- – they take time to get going. So whenever they are uh, into the second and third quarter, they start flowing a little bit better. And that's due to coaching. We all know Spoh's a great coach. Um, yep. That comes with coaching. And I think Minnesota – they might be, you know, spend some time on the beach, uh, just happy to get away from that snow and that cold weather. Uh, so they might come out a little bit sluggish. Um, so I, I like that under uh, first quarter, 57 is the number that I see. So I guess that would be a play on it. Uh, yeah. Last one before we move on. Uh, Lane asking, it's a possible and Edwards spot. I see his points prop at 24 and a half. Man, Anthony Edwards probably at a strip club last night. <laughs> that uh, might be no, motivation for him. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It, it, like, it, it has to be if Jimmy Butler's out, then I, I would play Anthony Edwards. But if he's in, like, Jimmy takes this, like, people, like, guarding people. He's one of the, the, uh, the guards or the forwards, I guess, if you want to call them, who really like takes advantage of guarding the team's best player. Like, he takes that to heart. And yeah. Um, I think he could slow down Anthony Edwards a little bit, but if he's not in, uh, good spot for Anthony Edwards. So, Troy, any thoughts on Ant tonight? Nah, no, no thoughts. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Houston Rockets in Chicago to take on the Chicago Bulls. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Chicago Bulls at minus eight and a half. That number's been bet down to minus seven and a half. Total opened up at two twenty-seven and a half in this game. Uh, that number's been bet up to 230. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams. For the Rockets, uh, only questionable tag is Eric Gordon here tonight. And for the Chicago Bulls, Alex Caruso is out. Uh, Javante Green is doubtful. And Derek Jones Jr. is also doubtful here tonight for the Bulls. Uh, Terrell, let me start with you on this game. Chicago Bulls uh, hosting the Houston Rockets as a 7.5-point home favorite. What are you thinking? Yeah, chalk. just give me the Bulls. Rockets not good. I'm not taking the Rockets on the road. I know it's a large number. I know the Bulls are not my favorite team in the league by all by far, but I think this is just a spot where you could catch the Rockets sleeping, especially after the holidays and the Bulls at home. A little motivated. Families are there. Probably have extended families in Chicago, and yeah. this is this is probably a game that people went and bought tickets for like early and said, "Hey, yeah, come watch me play in this game." Like grandma, grandma, aunts, uncles, cousins, all that stuff. Like, wait, we gonna have. We're going to have Christmas at my house. You know, I'm going to set it up. I'm going to have a spread. I get paid millions of dollars, so you ain't got to worry about paying nothing. And then we going to all go the next day, go catch the game. Like, this just feels like a very comfortable, my family is in the building. I'm about to go out here and drop 35-type spot for the Bulls. So, yeah, I'm all over the Bulls here. Minus seven and a half. I would actually take that up to the 11-plus win margin. They buried the Rockets today. Delonte, thoughts on the side here? Uh yeah, I like the uh, Bulls as well. Um, not the bag on your Rockets, man, but they're just horrible at shooting, horrible at defending. Uh, twenty seventh in point differential, six nine and one ATS on the road. 
Um, losers of five straight, one, three, and one ATS. Um, so I think it's a good spot for the Bulls, like Real said. Um, they're coming, they're returning home from uh, that four game road stretch where they went three and two ATS and straight up. They have covered and won the last three. Um, they play defense. Uh, you know, the Rockets are youthful, they want to get out and run. Um, so I think the Bulls can limit that. I think, uh, I think it's a home run spot for the Bulls, man. Like I, I'm, I'm with Rail on this. I, I love the Bulls. Uh, I love them so much. I will probably play them first quarter, first half, and full game. I'll probably be on all three of those Perfect. plays. Yeah, I'll, I'll play every every one. Like I'll split up. Like if you, you know, your unit size, whatever, just go yep. like third, third, and third. Like you know, just to add it up like that. I, I guess 33, 33, 33 is a yeah. better math. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no secret. This Rockets team is just not very good uh, at all. Uh, obviously, we knew that coming into this season. It's just they just don't have an identity on offense. And, you know, speaking as a Rockets fan, it just seems like Steven Silas just is, just doesn't know who to run this offense through, whether that's, you know, Jalen Green, whether it's, uh, that, whether that's Shane Goon or that's Ke- uh, Kevin Porter Jr. So, um, yeah, not a team that I want to be behind right now. They do play well in the first halves, but in the second half, they just kind of – just forget how to play basketball. And I think that's pretty been the story for this Rockets team. So uh, yeah, I'm with you guys on the bull. And I think my more favorite player prop in this game is going to be Zach Levine's threes. Rockets are just not very good at defending the three point line. Uh, 22 and three point percentage allowed. They allow 14 makes per game, which ranks number 29 right down there with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And also uh, they allowed their opponents to get up about 39 attempts per game, which ranks number 29 in the entire league as well. So, um, Zach Levine right now is at two and a half at minus one twenty. That's probably one of my failure, favorite player props in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't touch on the total. I'll probably look at Chicago Bulls team total if anything in this game. Uh, I agree with you guys. It's probably a smash spot, and they are able to put up points. Are the Chicago Bulls in this game? But Dante, uh, if you want to touch on the total, if you have anything, and if you have any player props that you do like in this game as well. Uh, total wise, I would just I would just lean over uh, simply because as you as you alluded to, um, Houston's not good at defending the three, so I think those threes will start falling for Patrick Williams. For um, even DeRozan might hit a three. Shit, I mean, who knows? Like that's that's how bad Houston is. But Levine, I like that play um, with Levine for his threes. Um, and just to circle back uh, real quick to the so people can have numbers. So I got two and a half um, as a first quarter for the Bulls, and uh, four and a half at plus money. Um, for the half, so I'll be I'll definitely be on those. And one of my favorite player props for the entire slate is my man Kobe White over eight and a half points. No Caruso, uh, he's going to be more involved in the offense. Even with Caruso, he's went over in five of the last seven. So uh, he's he. I mean, if you know Kobe White, uh, he's a North Carolina guy. I seen him in high school, yeah. uh, college. Uh, so if you know anything about him, he doesn't lack confidence. So when he gets in, he's going to let it fly. And Houston can't defend, so when he lets it fly, he, he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be pretty. Uh, he's gonna be pretty big in this matchup as far as making threes. I, I didn't see a threes prop, but if um, if that does pop up, I'm pretty sure to be one and a half too. I'd be over that as well. So I love Kobe White tonight uh, as one of my favorite player props. All right, uh, Terrell, uh, thoughts on the total and then any player props you do like in this game? All right, let's see here. I am. On Kevin Porter Jr. tonight, I th- okay. I was trying to figure out who in that backcourt was going to do the scoring for Houston because somebody's going to score. And I told myself that I'm going to go with the guy that's more of a slasher, gets to the rim. Kevin Porter Jr., 10 points in the paint this season, uh, averages 10 points in the paint per game this season. And if you know 
uh, about this Bulls team. One, Caruso is out. And then two, they don't have any inside presence at all. Like there's nobody scaring me on the inside to stop anybody from getting to the rim. So Kemp Porter Jr. feels like the better bet at 18 and a half points. I think he could get to 20 in this game. So I'll take Kemp Porter Jr. over 18 and a half for a uh, uh, Rockets a Rockets player that you can low-key kind of parlay with the Bulls to have a really good game. Matter of fact, let me just do that real quick because that sounds fun. So Kemper Jr., let's say he gets 20 points, but they still get blown out. That is going to be win margin 11 plus, about plus 470. So pretty decent odds. I like the chances of that. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, let's move over to the next game of the night. That's going to be the Indiana Pacers. Uh, in the big easy to take on the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, big news that did come down for this game. We'll get to the injury report here in a second, and that's why the line has significantly moved here. Uh, this line opened up minus six and a half in favor of the New Orleans Pelicans. That now is down to minus two and a half. Total opened up at 231 and a half. That number's uh, at 234 right now. Uh, let's just start with the New Orleans Pelicans uh, injury report here. While we're recording this pod, uh, the injury report that did come out is that Zion was initially not on the injury report, but is now listed as doubtful here tonight against the Pacers. Also, Boy, ate too much last night. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Boy, <laughs> ate too, hey, he ate too much. Boy, ate too, hey, I know. I had the yeah. itis, too. I had the itis yeah. last night, too. I know what it is. That boy ate too much, and he yeah. said, you know, I don't think I can go today. We'll see. Um, hopefully, I could drop this load before game time, and I'll be able to go. But right now, I'm a little backed up, and it's going to be hard. So I'm just not going to worry about that. And, you know, I'll catch you on the flip side the next game. But this might be one I had to sit out. It was, yeah. you know, come on. They're in New Orleans, too. Gumbo, people eat gumbo on Christmas. Like, that's what you do in our community. You eat gumbo on Christmas, and they're in New Orleans, the gumbo capital of the world. So, uh, yeah, you know, that boy just had too much gumbo last night. That's really all it is. <laughs> Shout out to Cam, too, for it, man. He's sending an incredible update. So, like, in the chat, incredible yeah. updates. On the- Zion Williamson out with the shits. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zion, uh, Herb Jones is out with health and, health and safety protocols. Dyson Daniels, also illness is questionable for tonight. And then Trey Murphy's also illness now questionable here tonight on Monday. So uh, significant injuries here for the new Orleans Pelicans. So let's call it minus two and a half. What is currently at for the Pelicans hosting the Indiana Pacers here, guys. Uh, Delance, let me start with you on this game. Uh, minus two and a half in favor of the Pelicans with all those injuries and guys being out. What are you thinking about this line or afraid this game? Yeah. I mean, I just have to switch my whole handicap around. Uh, all that stuff came down. Honestly, I was looking at, um, New Orleans. Cause you know, my philosophy on New Orleans is no matter who's in, they always seem to play well. It, it doesn't matter who's in and who's out. Uh, I was really looking forward to Herb Jones against, um, Halliburton. I was really looking forward to that matchup. Um, man, we're going to be missing that. Um, but currently, I mean, I would lean to Indiana. I mean, I think that you know, all this, all the players being out. And I mean, who knows if that's, this is just, you know, the 12 o'clock report. I mean, who knows when that three o'clock report comes out, who's going to be on it. Um, Especially if they got illnesses going around in the locker room. Um, But Indiana four and one ATS, the last five, uh, six and four ATS, the last 10, 10 and seven on the road. They play really well on the road. They feed off Holly Burton. Uh, He's trying to get that all-star nod. Um, They are middle of the pack offensive and defensive rating, but luckily for them, they don't have to deal with a lot of, uh, defenders for you know New Orleans. They don't. They're not gonna have Zion. They're not gonna have Ingram. McCullum is pretty much the only offensive factor that they gotta 
worry about. And then I seen somebody say in the chat that Trey Murphy was out as well, or prop or uh, doubtful as well. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be a match unit. Usually, I would be on the Pelicans, but at this at at this juncture right now, um, I would just. I would just go ahead and play uh, the Pacers money line um, instead of the, instead of laying the, or instead of uh, taking the three, simply because you get a better bang for your book. Uh, if they if the Pacers are competitive, they're going to win the game. Uh, you shouldn't have to worry about the three points. Um, one yeah. thing about Indiana is um, they are good at defending the rim, which is what um, the Pelicans do well. They're twenty seventh in rim percentage, so you know they get. They're getting good contributions from their paint, especially with Miles Turner down inside. Um, so I would just play uh, Indiana on the money line and look for some Miles Turner threes props um, and some uh, Tyrese Halliburton points, rebounds, and assists. Now this might turn into a CJ McCollum game. Obviously, um, he's only going to be the scoring option for the uh, Indiana Pacers. Uh, maybe, yeah, you're right. Valanciunas rebounding props. Once those do come out, but I don't have much for this game at all. Uh, I would lean towards probably still lean towards the Pacers. I think they're playing good basketball right now. Uh, like talking about Halliburton <clears throat> has been really good. They've beat two good teams in a row, right? They beat Boston. They beat Miami. Um, now they're down south against the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, now dealing with all those guys, I may be out here tonight for the Pelicans. So, um, yeah, I would lean to the Pacers. Not much for me on this game. Terrell, you have anything for this game between the Pacers and the Pelicans? Yeah, I'm on the, I'm on the Pelicans. <clears throat> okay. I think this is a spot for the Pelicans. I know we talk about the Pacers and how they are ATS. 10-7 and seven on the road, 13-10 and 10 as underdogs. And but you look at it a little bit deeper, and when you get to the money line, eight and nine on the money line on the road, 10 and 13 as underdogs. And you have this Pacers team who is really, really good at home like they're really, really good at home. They're 11 and nine ATS as a favorite, they are 10 and seven at home, 17 15 on the season. And yes, no Zion at this point, I'm used to it. Yeah. I'm used to Zion and Brandon Ingram not playing with this team right now, and they have the cohesion. Trey Murphy being out does add a little bit more because that's a stretch four that I really would like to space the floor there and keep them outside the paint. But I still think that this is a pretty good opportunity for this uh, New Orleans team to just be able to get a lot of what they want on the inside. It's going to be a battle between Jonas Valachunas and uh, Miles Turner. Yeah. And I understand that I like Indiana. I like getting Indiana as a dog. But I think that now that the number has gotten to three and we're outside, we're in one possession, I feel really comfortable with the Pelicans here at home after Christmas to be able to get this done. So uh, I'm going to take the Pelicans here, minus three. Uh, Yeah, if if Jose Alvarado does get the start here tonight with all those guys missing, I'm pretty sure he'll be matched up on Halliburton. That's going to be a a matchup I'm really uh, excited to watch uh, if he can slow down Tyrese especially how, how much of a tear that he has been on recently. But um, uh, player props may be hard to get to if you guys are looking at anything for the Pacers or even the Pelicans now. But, Terrell, you have anything for player props? Yeah, I'll, I'll go back to CJ's assist. Okay. And just that I'm not really scared of this defense of the Pacers. I know that Miles Turner is holding down that painted area a little bit, but this Pacers team still cannot rotate over all the way on these three-point shots, and that can open things up a little bit. So uh, I'm still going to be on CJ's assist. I think he'll be able to run the offense, and maybe even Jose Alvarado if he's like if he's officially in that 
starting lineup. I may look towards his assist as well because he's going to be handling the ball, especially yeah. how you know that he can create turnovers and he gets a lot of assists off of those turnovers as well. So uh, I like that look, probably CJ or Jose Alvarado assist. And, I mean, I feel like CJ's just been crazy. I can't not back him on his points here. Yeah, he's at 25 and a half right now uh, is CJ McCollum's points and then seven and a half at plus 105 for his assist here tonight. Um, again, against the shorthanded, uh, sorry, shorthanded Pelicans taking on the Pacers. Uh, Devontae, quickly, if you have any player props in this game. Uh, yeah, like I was alluding to earlier, I like Miles Turner. Over threes made in one and a half. It's uh, reduced juice, like minus 106, minus 105. Um, love that play. I love um, his points and rebounds simply because, I mean, inside presence, uh, Valentinus is not going to be on him as much because he can't move laterally as well as Miles Turner. Yeah. Um, so I like him to have a big game. So over 23 and a half points and rebounds, um, over one and a half threes made. And also I would look at his over one and a half uh, blocks plus steals because uh, he's going to be a defender in the paint. Uh, he's an anchor for that defense. Um, he allows uh, Indiana to play aggressive up front because they know they have you know a shot blocker behind them so they yeah. can play a lot more aggressive simply uh because they're, they're not worried about if they get beat i mean oh, oh well we got miles back there he's gonna take care of it and yeah. he's gonna erase it and get it out to Halle burton and we're gonna get out transition and and run so uh love miles turner tonight um also uh i would lean to buddy Hield having a good game as well um i think he'll i think he'll knock down a few threes and uh and get into rhythm uh, so that's just the two that I like as of right now. I think his points total is at 16 and a half. Uh, so I like that as well. But he'll come back to New Orleans yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's um I didn't I didn't think about that, but that's a good it's a good angle. Yeah, his threes it has to be three and a half. I don't think it'll be anything less than that. Let me double check here. Yeah, uh, let me look at his um his, Yeah, three and a half at plus one ten. Yeah, plus money, maybe if you want to get on that. All right, uh, next game on the schedule. Two games left here, guys. Let's go over to San Antonio. Uh, the Utah Jazz are in San Antonio here tonight to take on the uh, – sorry, hosting the Utah Jazz. This line opened up in favor of the Utah Jazz. Let's see here. Minus 4.5. That number has pretty much stayed the course at minus 4.5. Uh, total opened up at 236. That number's uh, been bet down half a point to 235.5 in this game. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the – Utah Jazz, uh, Kelly, o- Kelly Olenek continues to be out for the Utah Jazz. He's dealing with a left ankle sprain. And for the San Antonio Spurs, pretty clean injury report. Nobody's on the injury report. So everybody is a go in this game for both of these squads. Uh, Terrell, let me start with you on this game. Utah Jazz minus four and a half in San Antonio tonight as a road favorite. What are you thinking? Come on now. So easy. So easy. Utah Jazz, road favorite. We're back, we're back in the Spurs. It doesn't matter. Give me the Spurs plus four and a half. Sprinkle on the money line. We talk about how bad the Spurs defense is. The Jazz defense really isn't too much better than them, to be honest. I think that we're going to see an incredible amount of scoring, especially uh, coming off of the holidays for these two teams. I think that they just can't guard anything. I think that when you talk about Lori Marketing, you talk about Devin Vassell, you talk about Kelton Johnson, you talk about all the different options that these teams have. And while nobody has the big, bright name, all of these scorers are gifted. And I think they're just going to get to their spots and be able to score. This feels like a really good bounce back game for Devin Vassell, who's been in a little bit of a shooting slump recently, especially coming at back at home. Yeah, I'm back in the Spurs here. I'm not taking the Jazz as a favorite. Like we we talked about this enough. So give me the Spurs plus four and a half, sprinkle on the money line. Delonte. 
Yeah, I guess we're gonna disagree. I like the I like the Jazz. Um, I don't like anything about the Spurs at all. Uh, I mean, defensively was the only problem that I had with the Jazz as far as them uh, being able to cover short road numbers. And lately, they've been playing well uh, defensively, especially um, especially with marketing. And they got uh, Sexton back. I mean, Sexton's not gonna play defense, but he just allows you know them to play more like of a junk zone. They throw it. They've been throwing at teams. They play a, a, lot, a lot of the two, three, a lot of the matchup zone uh, simply because they have depth and they can, they can outrun people. Um, they're incredible in transition Now they can't defend in transition. That's one of the places that they haven't um, improved at, but they have improved um, in defending. They top 10 in effective field goal percentage and three point percentage defense. Um, they also are top 10 in effective field goal percentage and three-point percentage as far as offensive uh, standpoint. Uh, nothing I like about the Spurs. I mean, bottom three in offensive and defensive rating, uh, 30th in effective field goal percentage and effective three-point percentage defense. So it's going to be a lot of opportunities for Utah to make a splash and make some threes. Um, they just Utah offensively is, I mean, it's not a – it's not a blimp anymore. It's I mean, it's not like a facade anymore. Like they are a really efficient, well-oiled um, offensive team, and I don't think the Spurs have enough to combat with that. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know, man. This might be our first disagreement, real. I, yeah, I, I like the Jazz uh, a lot um, in this spot. Yeah, I think defense is definitely going to be questionable in this game uh, for sure. Uh, I mean, obviously, the total they came over that two thirty-five and a half. Yeah, I, I, I you know. I like taking home dogs, no matter how bad they are. I think Spurs are in that spot here as well. Kelvin Johnson, Devin Vassell, um, these guys are pretty much your offense. I think they're going to have success here tonight against this Jazz team. So I think we'll see a lot of pace in this game. We'll see a lot of back and forth. Um, but I think at the end of the day, Jazz probably pull it out by maybe two points here. But I think at four and a half, uh, when you're getting outside of two possessions here, I, I think that or a little less than two possessions with three-point shots and stuff like that. But we talked about Terrell has hit the nail on the head that on the road, or if they're a favorite, you, you want to fade them. And that's pretty been profitable uh, so far this season. Uh, player props in this game, Terrell, if you're looking at any. Oh, yeah. You know I'm on Devin Vassell. That's my guy. And yeah. my guy is getting out of his slump today. He is getting out of his slump today. I'm on Devin Vassell. I'll ladder Devin Vassell up. This is going to be his spot today. Uh, and I'm on the, I'm on the Spurs team total over. Okay. I am. So I think that they're going to be able to score the last five games. The Jazz are dead last in opponent field goal percentage at 53.3%. They are dead last in opponent's three-point percentage at 43.6%. And they are giving up 120 points per game, which is slightly better than the Spurs, who are giving up 120.6 points per game, but still not good. So, yeah, I, I think that since the Jazz are favorite, I'm getting a better line on the Spurs team total over. I'll definitely take that. Uh, Delonte, player props. Uh, I don't like anything player prop wise, to be honest. Nothing. Okay. I, don't, I don't like nothing at all. All right. All right. Let's get over to the last game of the night, gentlemen. Uh, last game is going to be the Charlotte Hornets uh, in Portland to take on the Trail Blazers. Uh, looking at the opening lines for this game, the Portland Trail Blazers opened up as a minus six point favorite. Uh, that number has been slightly bent down to minus five over at WinBet. Total opened about 238. That number has pretty much stayed the course at 238. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Charlotte Hornets, Cody Martin remains out. Uh, Nick Richards is doubtful here tonight, and Dennis Smith uh, Jr. is also questionable here tonight for the Charlotte Hornets. For the Portland Trail Blazers, uh, Josh Hart and 
Yusuf Nurkic are probable here tonight. Justice Winslow is going to be out for this game. He is dealing with a left ankle sprain, um, and that is pretty much it. Uh, Delonte, let me start with you on this game. The Portland Trailblazers, let's call it minus five right now, hosting the Charlotte uh, Hornets. What do you think about this game? Uh, yeah, I love the Trailblazers in this spot. Uh, they've been struggling as of late, um, so I look for them to get it going uh, against the against the Charlotte defense, who they they don't defend well at all. Um, they are uh, 29th in net rating, uh, 27th in points allowed per 100 possessions. Uh, 28 in point differential, uh, bottom three in defensive in defensive and offensive rating. So they don't do a lot well. Um, and I think Portland has been struggling. When they first started off, they started off extremely hot, and they were uh, top 10 in offensive and defensive rating. Now they're still um, in the top half as far as offensive rating, but they fell off defensively the most. And I think this is a perfect spot for them to bounce back and get a well-needed win. Uh, to be able to, you know, get on a on a better run to get more consistent play from their guys. Um, they are one and three straight up in ATS in the last five. Um, they're still profitable on the season twenty and thirteen, um, but I think this is a home run spot. Much like we said with the Bulls, um, I actually parlayed Portland ten plus margin with the Bulls ten plus margin. Uh, pays a little over three to one. Um, for that, uh, that's just something extra that I threw together. I, I think the spot sets up perfect for both teams. Um, so I like Portland here a lot. Uh, Terrell, yeah, you're not you're not going to get any quarrels with me in Portland. You know I like this Portland team. I think they're really good. The big thing that you said was Nick Richards being out, yeah. and now Mason Plumley has to stay on the court. He has to find ways to not get in foul trouble and stay on the court. And that's easier said than done when you're looking at Damian Lillard, Jerome Grant. uh, You're looking at Anthony Simons, Nurk, all these guys that can get inside the paint and really make you work inside the paint. He's basically going to be a sitting duck out there, and he's either going to contest and get fouls or he's just going to stand straight up and they're going to score around him, and it's going to be really easy to score inside the paint. So I think the Trailblazers – a team total over is a really yes. good spot in this one. Yes. I think that yes. they're going to have a really good chance to put up a lot of points in this one, mm-hmm. whether trying to figure out whether it's going to be a Dame game, whether it's going to be a Grant game, whether it's going to be a Simons game. I don't want to have to worry about that. I'll just take the team total over and just say that for the course of the game, they're all going to put up a bunch of points. But, yeah, I think this is a very, very good spot for the Trailblazers with the Hornets coming off of a win in L.A. Yeah, uh, I think that the Portland Trailblazers are having an easy time here uh, getting points up. Whether, like you mentioned, whether that's Grant, whether it's Simons, whether that's Lillard, whether that's Josh Hart, whether that's been Nurk inside. Um, as far as player props, already locked in. Uh, Nurk rebounds over 10.5. I think that's an auto bet, especially going up against his uh, Hornets uh, front court that gives up 15 rebounds easily to the center position. Um, he's at 10.5, so I'd lock that up as well uh, in this game. But any player props you're looking at in this game here, Delonte? Uh, yeah, I like. Um... I like Simon's over uh, 21 and a half points. Uh, he has been struggling as of late and Charlotte is a perfect team to get on track, um, get on track uh, as far as scoring. Um, they are, you know, bottom three in you know, major shooting uh, like defensive metrics as far as effective field goal percentage and three point percentage defense. So um, they don't defend well. Um, I think Simon's is in for a big game uh, as, as do I do Dame. I mean, Dame's going to do what Dame does. Uh, as far as guard play, I don't think Charlotte has enough to contain either of those guys. Um, on the Charlotte side, I do like LaMelo over 36.5 points, rebounds, and assists. 
He's went over in four of the last six. I mean, he we all know Charlotte is just LaMelo or Bus. Like he has to do literally everything. He's setting up guys, he's rebounding, um, he's making threes, he's throwing behind back passes, he's pretty much doing everything. So um I like LaMelo a lot, over 36 and a half points, rebounds, and assists with a lot of pace in this game. It's going to be a lot of possessions. Um, we'll lean to the over as well. Both teams have been playing extremely uh, well to the over. Seven of the last ten for Charlotte have went over. Six of the last ten have went over um, for Portland. Um, Thirteen of the uh, of the away games for um, Charlotte have went over, which plays well with how, um, how good Portland has been scoring at home. Um, eight of the 12 home games that went over. So smash spot, a lot of possessions like the over in the game, uh, like Portland team total over Simons over 21 and a half points and LaMelo over 36 and a half points, rebounds and assists. All right. Uh, anything else for this game guys? I got nothing else. All right. Uh, before we get into our lock and dog, <clears throat> let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor. That is win bet. And where you can get down on all the player prop sites and totals that we talked about on the pod here today. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays. Plus, for the hashtag DGENs only, try your luck at wins. Uh, WinBet's parlay wheel. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now over on WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100 and win. Bet 100 to win 100. Limited state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers of the change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, don't forget to enter the SGP Mini Helmet Contest. From now, from now until the end of the year, just go to sports, <clears throat> sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's to enter the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet to enter the SGP mini helmet contest. All right, gentlemen, uh, let's close it out strong here. Coming off of the 6-0 and Christmas Day games. Let's follow it up, hopefully, with another profitable day for our listeners. Jelante, why don't you lead us off, my man? Lock in, dog, for this uh, Monday schedule. All right, man. Well, um, what I'm going to do is uh, I got a... I got a lock player prop and a lock uh like spread uh, ATS one. So for the um for the spread, I'm going with the Portland Trailblazers. A game we just literally just broke down. I think it's a home run spot for them. They have not been playing well at all. Um, Charlotte is a perfect medicine for that. Um, so I think they come in and win by double digits. Uh, that's my lock as far as that um, ATS. Uh, as far as the player prop ATS, Kobe White over eight and a half points uh, went over it um, in the breakdown of the Bulls game. Uh, we don't need to reiterate it. Just he's going to have more opportunity with Caruso out. Um, think he's going to make some threes against the Houston Rockets defense. Um, as far as the dog, I'm going to go with Indiana. Um, okay. Not something I completely love, but uh, I think they're I think they're going to just get it done with the Pelicans roster that's just depleted right now with injury, sickness, and who knows what's going to come down. Um, you know when we get off this podcast, so I'll take them on the money line. Uh, what's the best number? Let me see. Um, they, it's down where I'm at. So if you could help me out with that number, looking for a money line on the Indiana Pacers. Pacers. Yeah. Give um, me one second here. Let's see. 
you could get a plus, uh, let's call it plus 120. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I like that. I'll take plus 120. And uh, for another dog for me, player prop wise, Ben Simmons over six and a half rebounds. That's plus 115. Love it. All right. Uh, for my lock here, uh, let's see. Uh, a couple of things that we did like. Give me. Let's go with the over in the Nets and Cavs game here tonight. Um, I think we're going to see some incredible offensive performances from the stars in this game, whether it's Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, um, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell. I, I think the pace will be a little higher this game than what we've seen from these teams so far this season. I think this number is a little low. Uh, and at 221 right now, currently over at WinBet. Oh, sorry, 220 and a half. Uh, I think that we could see a game where this ends up 114, 111, something in the neighborhood of well over 220 and a half points. So for my lock, give me the Nets and Cavs over 220 and a half. Uh, for my dog, I was trying to see if I can find a double-double player prop here on Jalen Duran. Um, Man, you you getting rich off Jalen Duran. I remember every time you take his prop, he just absolutely like goes crazy. Yeah, and I think it's also that Marvin Bagley's not going to be playing here tonight mm-hmm. for um, the Pistons, or he's actually officially questionable, but I think I really like that the most here. So, yeah. Give me Jalen Duran double double plus two oh five here tonight against the uh, L.A. Clippers. He's done a great job rebounding the basketball. I think that's going to continue here tonight. I think he's going to get the minutes as well. Uh, he should be playing thirty plus minutes. The points is the one concern for him, but I think that he should uh, be able to get at least ten points here tonight. So Jalen Duran double double plus two oh five as my dog here tonight. Uh, Terrell, close out strong, my man. All right, don't leave that piston screen. I'll come right back to you in a second. Hold that thought. For my lock, Bulls minus seven and a half. They're going to bury the Rockets. Rockets are not locked into this game. Rockets are thinking about Christmas. Rockets thinking about all this other stuff. Bulls at home, everything. I told you the angle. I like the Bulls today. Bulls minus seven and a half. I think they win by 11 plus. For my dog, Pistons, money line. Not even, I don't think the Clippers are locked into this game at all. I think the Clippers come in here. This is a bad spot for them. This is a dud. They had a road game before the holiday break. Coming back on the East Coast for another road game, either they stayed, either they came back. I just think this is a, a terrible spot to be laying six with this team. I'll take the value on the money line in the Pistons, which is. I'm off. Plus 190. All right, there we go. So basically two to one. I, I like that. And. Something fun, sprinkle on uh, pist- not Pistons and Spurs money line parlay. Ooh. Matter of fact, let me get into uh, is there who else do I like as a dog today? I like Timberwolves. So let's 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 get into my uh, my Sean stacking the money green uh, three team money line round robin. I'll take the Spurs, the Pistons, and the Timberwolves plus fourteen eighty three over on win bet. Jesus, appreciate you. Appreciate you. And then, if you want to do it as round robin, uh, I'll let you figure that guys out. I'll let that let you guys yeah, figure they, that they out. Got it, they got it. They got it. <laughs> but as far as a straight three team underdog parlay, uh, Pistons, T Wolves, and Spurs, close to fifteen to one. Officially plus fourteen eighty three over on win bet. So uh, a little giving mood after the Christmas uh, Christmas Day games that we Call expect Saint some Nick. extra money. Yeah, there you go. 
Uh, all right, guys, that's going to do it for this Monday episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Terrell, anything else we need to mention before we get out of here, my man? No, no. I, I mean, everybody knows subscribe to to us. There's a lot of people out there that told you, you know, Memphis was a smash spot, and you they to hammer Memphis with everybody out. And then Wiggins was out, and they doubled down and said, no, if you weren't <laughs> betting Memphis before, now you're really, really betting Memphis. I just want you to remember. Everybody out there, I want everybody to remember who came on here and said Warriors money line. Have a great day, <laughs> Delonte. Anything else, my man? I think I think he summed it up perfectly, man. Hopefully, we can stay hot. Uh, everybody should have some extra spending money for um, for New Year's uh, with that podcast that we put out on Christmas Day. So, uh, just hoping we can stay hot and uh, keep the listeners' um, pockets fat. That's all. Yep. Uh, Last week of the year. Hopefully we can continue that momentum uh, from Christmas Day into this new week. Uh, Hopefully we have a profitable day. Uh, Make sure to follow Terrell on Twitter at uh, reallyrell underscore underscore. Follow Delonte at XX. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Make sure to follow the NBA Gambling Podcast account at SGPNNBA. And make sure to like and subscribe the YouTube channel for the NBA Gambling Podcast Uh, All right, we'll be back uh, as usual throughout the week, tomorrow through Friday. Uh, Make sure you have those notifications on when we do go live. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.